We are live. Yes. Well, we're not live, but we are being recorded. Live. <laughs> live to no one but ourselves. Correct. But, uh, For the first back. time in a Man, long time. It's been quite a while. We uh, had some some snags in our lives, and we had to take a little break from podcasting, but we are back, and better than ever, yeah. maybe. I don't know yet. We haven't recorded, so this might go really, really poorly. I'm optimistic. I mean, we just uh, survived a hurricane. Oh yeah, we did. That's true. It's, that that set us back an extra month. You know, we were we were planning on coming back, but then the hurricane hit. We're in Fort Myers, and it most direct hurricane hit I've ever experienced in my life. I've never seen weather like that, <laughs> and I've seen a few hurricanes, but not like that. This is a pretty bad one. Yeah, and you were right there off McGregor, which yeah, to we the listeners not from the area. That's kind of where. Aside from Fort Myers Beach and Captiva, that was a lot of uh, the severity of the damage. Yeah, we we got lucky in my neighborhood. We were uh, my neighborhood's kind of high off sea level. It's like I think twenty or thirty feet above sea level where I'm at. Um, but within a mile of me, there was three four feet of fle- uh, flooding in people's houses. So some people got it pretty pretty bad. But you know, we're lucky, yeah. and uh, I've been trying. You know, trying to help out a little bit. I got a buddy who came back into town. It was going to go on like a long cycling trip. And he was like, man, I can't go on this cycling trip knowing that, you know, my friends and family are suffering through this hurricane aftermath. So he, he paused his trip, flew back to Fort Myers, and has just been like full-time volunteering, pulling out drywall and stuff. Uh, and I, w- I was able to join him. Most of it's like demo work at, at this point. Which, you know, anybody can do. So, hey, if you got nothing going on, come on down to Fort Myers and uh, help us out. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of volunteers from out of town came down. People from Ohio and stuff and helping out. Yeah. People helping people. It's kind of the, the silver lining about it. Something like this is it kind of brings out a sense of community and people come together. Yeah, they jumped on it. I mean, the uh, Sanibel Causeway is already operational again. Crazy. It is. Yeah, so the Sanibel Causeway... Uh, so this will be a nice little segue into music-related stuff. Uh, I had a gig on every Sunday. It was my Captiva gig. I've talked about it before. The the gig that has the insane tips but the low bass pay. And that gig, Captiva got hit pretty hard. And so that gig will be gone for the foreseeable future. Um, <clears throat> which is a huge bummer. It, I mean, from a it's a huge bummer for obvious reasons, but for the more cynical businessy reasons for, for my personal business. The, the big bummer about it is that gig, they, they book me there every single week, every Sunday from six to 10. Um, and the pay is pretty low for me. Uh, it's 200 bucks for a four hour gig, which is like below my floor. Really. I basically tolerate the gig through summertime. <laughs> you know, it's at my low rate because summertime is off season and there's the tips aren't as insane as they usually are. They're still good enough to, to make it more or less worth it. But you know, it's a hour drive out four hour gig, hour drive back. It's, you know, it's a, it's a big time commitment on top of already working. A, that's a double day. That's, that was a double. Now it's, now it's just brunch. I'm done with my Sundays on brunch now after brunch. But, uh, yeah, my, my whole schedule got kind of shot to pieces here in the last three months or so. I was, uh, you know, uh, it sucks, but this kind of thing can happen. Well, let me ask you this because it kind of brings up an interesting question because of the way that you had positioned yourself. How, how has this affected you financially? 
I mean, because of you are a good saver, so I imagine it wasn't as bad as some of the other local musicians. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I'm a good saver. So, I mean, same thing happened in, in COVID where I was just like, man, this is scary. And kind of realized a month in, I'm like, oh, man, I'm actually in, in decent shape. I can weather this. Um, similar thing happening here, except, I mean, not not nearly as bad as, as COVID. Um, where I've I've got myself set up in a nice, stable way where none of this stuff is going to be an existential threat for me, really. I mean, a nuclear war would do it, but um, for the most part, I've kind of... yet. Yeah. For the most part, I've kind of created this... Uh, one metaphor I like to think about this is you're creating like a, like a seagoing vessel of some kind. And uh, depending on how well you've made this thing, you will capsize in a storm and die, or you'll weather nearly any type of storm there is. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, st- I, I think of my, my financial and business life in that way, where it's like, what have I created here that, uh, that protects me and insulates me? Um, so, I mean, one kind of obvious thing is ha- having the right, right insurance, right? Something like health insurance, for instance, is just did that today. Yeah. You gotta, gotta have it. Yep. Um, I mean, shit, homeowner's insurance, you know, you, you have to have it if you have a mortgage, but, um, you know, just things, things like that, that are just insulate you from the worst case scenario is pretty important. The, um, you know, I, I know people who are not going to go back to playing music anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, for, for professionally. Yeah. People who've lost all their, all their gigs They're you know, they're playing maybe two to four times a week. So it was still kind of part-time part-time if you ask me but you know making a, a good enough living uh playing playing you know four times a week and most of their gigs were on Sanibel or Fort Myers Beach which got hit really hard and will not come back very soon um and they're just like I'm just gonna go I'm, I'm like an insurance agent so I'm just gonna go do that you know they've got like other jobs they were doing sure that type of thing um so that's not really an option for me <laughs> uh just because of my the way that I think about this, like this is my music is, is like my whole career currently. Um, so whatever, it ha- whatever it was going to happen, I was going to continue being a musician, but it's just kind of, th- this kind of thing can capsize a boat and make you have to swim for a new boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick with this metaphor. Um, I feel like you're, you've kind of always had some form of contention plan. Like there's always, a plan B and perhaps maybe even a plan C in place. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, at first I was thinking about going to law school. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But, uh, in the, you're talking like a pan, a plan B kind of within my, within music career stuff. Career. And just in general, I always feel like whatever it is that you're doing, you always have a backup plan in place. Like, I, Cause you're always thinking to. ahead. Because you're, you're you're an avid chess player, right? So you're several steps ahead in life too. That's I feel like that's how you approach it. Well, that's very flattering. Thank you. I don't. Oh, I, I, did, don't I didn't mean that. it that way, but I'm saying I feel like that's the way that you conduct yourself. Is well, you're you. always thinking ahead. I'm very I'm I'm very flattered by that. Thank you. Cheers. Um. So anyway, I guess this is turning into a tangent episode. Not so much because I'm going to redirect us. And the question here is: so what is what are you? How are you actively pursuing filling these slots that have opened up? Are you doing that, or what? What is your plan moving forward? That's a good question. Yeah, so uh, it does, it does make sense to have this episode kind of be about this. Um, so let me let me just kind of go over what happened in my schedule here in a little more detail. So 
prior to summer off season, like July, August around here, um, my brunch gig, which I was, I really loved the way my schedule was this way. It was Saturday, Sunday, uh, brunch, and then Saturday evening, Saturday, uh, Sunday evening. So it'd be two doubles back to back, which I loved. And then I do a, uh, I do my Friday gig and then I've got five gigs in three days and I've got four days to work on other stuff. That was like my schedule and I, I loved it and I did that very deliberately. Um, and so what has happened now, like before, before off season started, my brunch gig said, Hey, we're cutting Saturday brunch just for off season. So we're going to bring back Saturday brunch, but we're going to add a Thursday, oops, but we're going to add a Thursday night, uh, gig. So I was like, all right. So I, I didn't like, it, was, it wasn't a net loss of income really, but it took my schedule that was nice and concise and spread it out over the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday now, um, you know, without my full consent, right? That's kind of, kind of one of the, uh, it's really the issue about being employed anywhere, unless you're like the, the owner of your own thing or something. Um, you're not, you're sort of at the, at the whim of your employer and they're at the whim of the market kind of, right? So they were saying, okay, everything's subject well, to change. Yeah. Right. And that's, it's, it's good and bad about being a, a solo musician because, it means that, you know, I'm spread out over all these all these gigs. So when one gig does something like that, where it's like, oh, I got to cut you, it's not like, oh, my God, I lost my whole job. But on the other hand, there's variation between all these different places and there. It's, you know, more plates to spin, you know, uh, if you catch my meaning there. It's an evolving puzzle. Yeah. So basically, it's back to the drawing board, and now you have to... Well, thankfully, the the Thursday gig that you had previously had... That had come to a close in April, correct? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I was I, I stopped doing that because they wouldn't. I wanted my because because I wanted my schedule to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, I would do I would continue doing Thursdays for more money, but they wouldn't wouldn't do it, so mm-hmm. I dropped the gig. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that was. I don't remember, but uh, so as of right now, you have Thursday evening. Is that what they did? They mm-hmm. opened up a Thursday evening slot. Yeah, I've got a Thursday evening. And then Fridays and Saturday nights are all kind of booked, um, usually at uh, country clubs now, okay. which is great. Um, and then Sunday, I've got brunch, and that's it. So uh, that's one, two, three, four gigs in four days. Um, so I'm making quite a bit less money. Nah, not quite a bit less money, but no, yeah, quite a bit less money than I, than I was six months ago. Um What do you expect for this season? Well, that's a good question. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that season goes well. I mean, I, it's it's really important for this area to have the tourist and visitor money come in for for winter. Yeah. So I I have high hopes for it, but I don't want to uh, you know I don't want to hang my my whole life on it. Um. I have heard reports that Captiva is not as bad as we thought initially. So, and if there's a bridge going out, because the, the storm knocked out the bridge to Sanibel and Captiva, the only way to get a car there, aside from, I guess, a ferry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so that was like, wow, you can't even get on the island without a boat. Uh, that's, I, I knew they'd get that fixed very quickly um, or get, get at least operational. So that's working again. And if I'm being told that it's not, 
as bad as we thought on Captiva. Maybe in a couple months they could be up and running. I mean, they're, they're all going to be eager to get back to business. Um, so if they're back up and running in December, that would well, that would yeah that would salvage that'd be, the season. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So that may happen. I um, I'm not sure exactly, but. I mean, I, I've got savings, right? And this is, we, we've discussed this before. It's very important that you cover your own ass here. Nobody is going to come save you. That's just a good general life rule, really. Uh, don't, don't expect the cavalry to come save you because they're not, they're not going to. Or if they do, it, it's just not something to count on, right? So get your savings right. Get your overhead low. This is, this is like one of the huge keys for me is getting your overhead as low as you can possibly get it. Great point. And uh, so that way, when this kind of thing happens, you're like, you're not like, Oh my God, I had this ostentatious lifestyle. I've got a $1,500 a month car payment and a $3,000 a month mortgage. And now I'm making $4,000 a month. Yeah. Um, that happens to people and uh, don't let that be you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So don't finance your gear. Um, yeah. I mean, in general, if you don't have to, in general, it, it's, it depends. It's just a more it's complicated more, question. More relevant yeah. to, to the situation. But my question here is, so to the musicians out there, and you had mentioned that you have, uh, several musicians that you know, who are kind of hanging it up, uh-huh. so to speak. Uh, those who maybe were affected by the storm and did lose some gigs. What do you suggest they focus on it sounds like country clubs might be the ideal way to move forward because it really doesn't seem like that was affected by this yeah well i mean are you you're asking me to talk specifically to local musicians well in general uh yeah i mean you're in four miles yeah if there yeah. are a few that are listening all right well if you're in hopes that there are a few that are listening <laughs> we're going we're going to a very small crowd here or anyone <laughs> anyone in a coastal region who has you know has has lost a, a gig uh, yeah. it seems like the country club seems to be well, a stronghold. I th- well, I think country clubs are... It, I mean, in this situation, it just depends what gets hit hardest by the storm. It's like if you had gigs, like anything in Naples is fine. Country club or bar or what? It doesn't... I mean, pretty much. Uh, Naples Beach, I guess, got hit a little bit, but there's... You know, the, the Naples... All my Naples gigs are fine. My Bonita gigs are fine. Um, and that's mostly where I'm playing these days because that's where more of the money is. Uh, Naples specifically, but, um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you lose a gig, it, you just got to do some math. You got to make sure you're, if you, you you don't want to be in a position where if you lose one gig, you're fucked. You want to be in a position where you could lose one gig and still go on with your life without it falling apart. Right. Right. Uh, or even two. So, um, that requires savings that requires a low overhead kind of life. Um, and it requires pretty good paying gigs, right? You, you can't be, you can't do this if you're getting paid a hundred dollars a gig for four gigs a week, you lose one of those and you're, I mean, in bad shape. Yeah. Right. Um, like, or, or, and shit, I mean, these days, 400 bucks a week, I don't know where you can live on that with, but certainly not renting yeah yeah so yeah i mean you could live with your with your parents which we've talked about or with a you know parents is really the only option with family um you don't want to do this with a friend (laughs) Mm -hmm. um you know or a cheap sublet kind of thing uh with a friend could be an option 
But you just you you want to keep that overhead low. This is how you make that vessel that can weather a storm, right? Things with high overhead tip over. Um, which they can be great if the water is very calm, you know, and <laughs> and nothing ever happens. High overhead, like playing it right close to that line. Okay, I make a thousand dollars a week, and I spend nine hundred and fifty dollars a week, and I can't spend any less. Like that could be fun for a while, but the minute a storm hits you, you're like in the in the hole. So yeah, live well within your means. It's it's that's it's a stressful it's, way to live. It is. It's good. You know, it's good life advice in general, but it's specifically very important for this type of career. Um, if you're trying to do something like this, it's, it's sales, it's entrepreneurial, it's, um, it's risky to some degree, at least in the beginning. Um, and you know, being, being self-employed, all this, it's, it's a little risky. So if you're going to do this, you need to be more cautious than, than a banker even, right? Like with your, absolutely with your spending and with your lifestyle. So yeah, so I'm I'm in okay shape. I lost one. Really, I've I've lost a net of one. Well, two. No, because I got my Saturday brunch is gone, mm-hmm. and now my Sunday night is gone. So I'm two gigs short from where uh, where I was probably last time we had a podcast. The last last time we did an episode. It's been yeah. a while. Um, but I'm gonna be okay. Like I could go on indefinitely like this and be fine. I'd be you know. Um, I tighten, I've tightened the belt a little bit and I'm saving, like putting away a little less in savings. Um, I'm not paying an extra $200 on my mortgage every month right now because I'm just keeping that in my pocket. Um, so that kind of thing, you know, you tighten the belt a little bit. Um, you asked a question that I didn't really get to is like, am I looking for, for more gigs? Uh, not actively. I am looking for gigs passively. Um, I would like for my Sunday gig to come back, but I've got enough work really to do with my original music by the way Peter in the end check it out got two singles released I'm doing so much with that right now that uh, the fact that I can live the way I'm doing it I just take the extra time and I work on Peter in the end um, and it's it's been great I'm really there. there's a point uh, when I was waiting tables and about to go into full time music where I was like I think I got enough savings I had a few thousand dollars saved up so I think I got enough savings uh, I can crash with my mom. I've got one or two gigs a week. I think I can do this. So I'm just going to take a leap of faith. So I just, you know, I quit the waiting tables job. It was a bit of a leap of faith. I was like, I need to make, I, I can't do this indefinitely, but I need more gigs. And I'm starting to feel like that might be where I am here with the original music, where it's like, I can do this. I've got enough saved up to like, I'm getting pretty close to being able to take that leap of faith and cut out more of these uh, bar gigs and really just do like two gigs a week and try to make my full-time job uh, Peter and the end. So check that out. The sooner you yeah, the sooner you check it, it out and share it, the sooner I can stop playing bar gigs and then I can and I also spend a little more time dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. So make a make a real online course for you guys and get you out there in the world and maybe do some booking too. I've been been doing some booking. So all right, a little bit of a rambly episode, but you know it's a catch-up episode. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called, and that's we're keeping them short. So, hope we didn't bore you too much. <laughs> yeah, well, we're back, so we're get back. used to it. Thanks for joining, guys. All right, we'll see you on the next one.